When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome to the Talk Republic podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Okay, so guys, welcome to another live episode of The Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Gustic, your host, and today we have an amazing guest with all of us. We are just waiting a couple of seconds for people to join us, but if you are watching the replay of this video, super simple, tag your friends on the comments, tag your photographer friends. I'm sure the information is going to be super, super useful, and... Before we start, I just want to give a huge shout out to all the photographers that have joined me on Patreon, where I'm creating branding, marketing, and blogging tutorials. Super simple. You can find um, all the information on patreon.com forward slash the talk republic. You can join us for only $10 a month, cheaper than that coffee. You get every single day and you get to learn more things for your business. So that being said, I'm super excited to have Chewy with all of us. Chewy, how are you doing today? Good, good. How are you? I am amazing. What about you? I know it's super early. Who you are? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Thank you. <laughs> of course, of course. Anything for you. Awesome. <laughs> thank you for having I, me. I I am super honored. I've been following your work for a while and I am really, really honored. Let me, before we do this, let me go ahead and share this. I'm going to go ahead and share this on the group also. Give me a second. Okay. Before we start here. And if you're joining us live, if you can see us and hear us good, please comment. Because sometimes technology can be weird. So hopefully we're all good today. <laughs> Let's see. Give me one second here. Okay, let's do this. Okay, G, so what about we start right at the beginning? Who are you? Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, my real name isn't Chewy. My real name is Jesus. Um, but my entire family has always called me Chewy. And that's kind of like the nickname that I kind of just got. I guess it's something that they all his uses go by. So when I'm coming up with my business name, I figured true would probably be the best option because the first wedding that I shot, I went by Jesus and everyone was calling me Jose or Jesse, something that I've struggled with my entire life. And so that's when I decided to just change it over to Chewy. Um, I currently live in Los Angeles with my wife and my three-year-old son. And I've been shooting for two years. And yeah, yeah, I'm 24 years old if anyone... Cares for, for my age, yeah. 
did you just say that you were just shooting for two years? Two years, yeah. Yeah, I'll be going into my third year in October of this year. I am blown away. Yeah. Blown away <laughs> because your work is so good. I really wasn't expecting that you were so like, oh, I'm kind of new. I mean, not, two years is not new, but like, I mean, it is new. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> and you're also so young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the beard says that I'm 30, but, but yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's so good. And how did you get started in photography? Um, so after I got married, um, my wedding photographer, we sat down for coffee and I basically started talking to him about photography. I was kind of interested in going into the business, but at the time I was going to school, I was finishing up my last year in college and was kind of like, what am I going to do with my life after it? Because I seriously didn't know what I was going to do. I was jumping around from being a bio pre-med student to then being a business student and then to finishing my degree in an art degree. And so when I got a chance to sit down with him over coffee, it's when I kind of started talking to him about the, the wedding experience that we had with him um, and how I want to kind of dive into being a wedding photographer and kind of seeing that. So he told me in order for me to, to kind of, you know, go with him and shadow him and take me under his wing, I had to fully invest into like my craft and my business. And so that's when he literally told me I have to buy a camera. He sent me lists from like Craigslist, like buy used cameras and lenses and all that stuff like that. And literally like all the money that we saved up for or like, that we got for our money dance, usually like the honeymoon dance that all couples mostly have at, at weddings and whatnot. Um, we made, I think like $850 is what we got. And the camera that he wanted me to get was $800. And so I literally convinced my wife and told her, hey, like, let's put our honeymoon on hold because I have, <laughs> an, idea, I have an idea that I want to do. So let's go ahead and, and let's try this out. And she always knows that I'm always up to something. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, she, she's amazing. So she, she said, okay, so we put our honeymoon on hold and I bought my camera. And that's how I got started into photography. I shot one wedding with him. And I instantly fell in love with the whole creative process, being behind the camera of, you know, literally telling the story of how you're going to, you know, show your your clients and your couples, you know, how their day was was told through your eye, you know. And so ever since that, I instantly went to Instagram and immediately changed myself to being a photographer, being a wedding photographer, starting promoting myself. And within a month, I booked my first individual wedding and then within like four months I quit my day job which was a banker I was a, a banker at U.S. Bank so what? yeah that's a crazy story I love it yeah and so I, I never looked back it was the scariest decision of my life but uh, once I you know once I jumped I I'm still jumping I'm flying right now <laughs> so, wow yeah. so good I mean a, a very ballsy decision on your part you know mm -hmm. if you were a banker I, I thought you were going to tell me like you were I don't know like you were like a graphic designer or something like <laughs> within like the creative business yeah and <laughs> no, yeah, yeah yeah I mean I, I never wanted to do photography or do anything with it uh, to be honest with you I took a photography class in college and I almost fell out of it because I I didn't understand the the aspect of creating with photography and also the, the professor that I had, we didn't really see eye to eye. When, when it came to me showing my work to him, he didn't really like the way that I was shooting things. And so we were always kind of bumping heads. And so he kind of put a, a bad taste in my mouth when it came to photography. So that's when I was like, okay, after this class, I'm, I'm no longer going to touch a camera. And, and we'll leave it at that. 
And so thankfully after we got married, about like two years later after that, that's when I was like, okay, let's go ahead and uh, let's try this again. And have you, have you sent yeah. this, this teacher a link to your Instagram? No, I haven't. <laughs> you should. <laughs> uh, yeah. be like, talking about photography here, yeah. please go follow me. Right? <laughs> Check you should definitely do that yeah, <laughs> yeah i will <laughs> oh this is like this has nothing to do with like the topic that we're going to start talking but i think that is such beautiful lesson one first of all never give up when somebody tells you like oh you're not good enough or i don't like your art do not i mean trust yourself mm-hmm. and two, take risk because here you are two years later and yeah <laughs> your pictures are so beautiful and oh, there is such a, there is a lot of there's a lot of things in there that we're going to talk about. And yeah. I really wasn't, I didn't even know that it's two years only for you. So I am yeah. really blown away by this. <laughs> so this is something that I didn't send you on the, like the questions that I wanted to ask you, but since mm-hmm. we're talking about it, uh, why, or why do you think that you grew so much in such a short amount of time? What has been like the, the, the things that you have been doing to grow your craft? To get I, to I the think- level that you are <laughs> well, in order to kind of keep things, I guess you can say more like PG instead of using like cuss words and stuff. I, you can I, use curse words if you want okay, to. Cool, okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, I, obviously, I use the word like funk and funky in order to like kind of mask the word of fuck and all that stuff. <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, so um, I kind of, when I first started with my business, I always felt that I had to like do what everyone else is doing. Um, I would go on Instagram, I would study other photographers, like what they were doing, what they were posting, how they were posing their couples. I would literally screenshot things and save it to my phone and then go to my sessions. And then when my couple wasn't looking, I'd like be looking on my phone to like copy the the pose. Or if I didn't know how to explain it to them because they didn't know, because they're not, you know, some of them weren't photographers. So they didn't know how to, you know, understand the way that I was trying to explain to them. And so I would show them the pose. And to me, it was embarrassing. And so that's when I knew that I had to do something different and I had to stop giving a fuck about what other people thought about my work. And, you know, it just kind of started blocking all that stuff away. And so immediately, as soon as I started doing that is when I instantly knew that I was finding myself in the industry and finding my voice and what I wanted to do, what I wanted to create, what I wanted to post and then what I wanted to say and how I wanted my couples to translate through my photographs and through my eye. And so at the moment that I started doing that is where I instantly saw like the grow growth in my like social media accounts and, and all that stuff. And so from there, that's where like, I was like, okay, I'm doing something right here. And it, it wasn't to please people because I never create work to please anybody. I do it to please myself and ma- mostly, and mainly my couples who I shoot, because obviously they hire me because of my work, you know, but in the end, they trust me to create with them. And so that's where I have to trust myself and the work that I'm doing and believe in myself in order to translate over that to, to the, you know, to post on my Instagram, to get more couples to trust me and, and the work and all that stuff. So, oh, so yeah. that's so good. So trust yourself, people. Do yeah. you do, it has nothing to do with photography, but do you do any kind of like mental games, exercises to like get yourself to that point where you're like, yeah, I'm a badass. I'm doing yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so, so mostly, I mean, when I go to shoots, what I used to do before too, like to get out of the habit of doing that, because literally every shoot I would go in with like my phone, with Instagram ready to go, with the, with the screenshots ready and stuff. And so what I started doing, I literally started to delete the app before my sessions. So before okay. I would leave my house, I would delete the session. I mean, I would delete the, um, the Instagram app 
and then I wouldn't, you know, have a way to look at it and stuff like that. I would leave my phone in my car. That would give me an opportunity for me to like really connect with my couples. And I would have them play music because I know a lot of photographers and even myself now, I play music off my phone and then I put my phone away and then we just listen to the music and then we create. Um, but I would force them to put music on music that they like so I can kind of start seeing the kind of music that I know my couples really kind of enjoy and kind of started putting a playlist together. So that way now I have the playlist to play for I them. I want to link to this playlist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. good. So if, uh, I mean, if there is people that are listening to this podcast or watching this video, and if you haven't seen Chewy's work, you need to go check it out. Uh, but there is a lot of vulnerability. I can't say the word either. I can't, I can't say it either. Vulnerability. Intimate, raw emotions. There is a lot of like little like moments that you can see that are beautiful. How do you get there? How we start a session with two people that you just met, I don't know, a month ago. Perhaps you have never seen them in person. How do we get... From hi, how are you to this beautiful, intimate moment? Just, I, I literally just say hi, how are you? And then they just get naked. Ah! I'm, just, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you have no, that, that magic in you? No, no, that never happens. And I think my wife would, my wife would probably hate me for that <laughs> if she's listening and all that stuff. But no, um, I mean, it, there, there's a process to it. I feel like there is a science. There's, I mean, everyone reacts differently. Everyone has different personalities. So it's a... It, it, like, like I said, it's a science and it's a way to kind of try to figure out how to connect with your couples. Uh, a lot of the times when I go to my sessions, I never actually start my sessions off with shooting. My camera's usually in my camera bag for like about 30 minutes to maybe sometimes even an hour before I even pick it up to start shooting. Because it's or in order for me, especially if I have never seen the couple in person, because we're usually either Skyping or FaceTiming, um, or a lot of them are out of state since I travel a lot for work. Um, I don't get that connection in person with them right away. And so that's where when I meet with them in person, it's important for me to, you know, talk to them, get to know them a little bit over some drinks, coffee, whatever it may be that they absolutely love to make them feel like home. That's important for me is that if, if I feel comfortable in their home or in the space that I'm going to create with, then I know that they feel it as well too. And they feel that like energy that we're trying to, to start creating. And that's where we kind of start getting ready to you know to break down those walls and, and get there oh, I love that do you do any like I'm doing air quotes for people that are listening to podcasts <laughs> any uh pre like previous work like do you send them a questionnaire or you just wait until like you meet them to like be a normal person and ask normal questions <laughs> no, no, no yeah I mean so uh, in order for me to to really break down those walls and those barriers and stuff like that, um, I feel like me sending over a questionnaire, even for weddings, when I'm shooting weddings, I never send them questionnaires. Um, even when I'm like talking to them face to face or like in over Skype or FaceTime, I never ask them, how did you guys meet? Because that's oh, like if they're meeting with other couples, that's going to be the number one question that they're getting asked Ooh. is how did you, how did you guys meet? How, and so then it gets repetitive and repetitive. But the minute that they talk to me, it's so different because I'm talking to you like I'm your friend because I am your friend because I genuinely care. So immediately, as soon as I get on the phone with them, I'm talking about the vision that they have, whether it's the vision of the shoot, vision of their wedding, their elopement, whatever it is that they want to hire me for. That's the vision that we're trying to connect with and, you know, put our energy towards that. 
And so the minute that we start focusing on that, they're getting excited about all this like ideas that they have because everyone has ideas with it. Even the guys who are sitting there just like, oh, whatever she wants. No, he has ideas too that he wants. So in order for me to like really connect with them, I have to like break down his walls because the guys are usually just a little shy. They're like, yeah, whatever she wants. But no, for me, like if I see that happening, I'm asking him the questions because I want to know more about him. You know, because I have great tips. Yeah, (laughs) because I mean, naturally, for the most part, for me, I'm always in contact with the brides or usually always the female or the the main point of contact. Mm -hmm. And so the guys are always like, yeah, like, you know, just send her everything, send her everything. So I literally have that one chance to talk to him as much as I can before we shoot. So if I can break down his walls and make him feel comfortable or her comfortable, then that's where exactly where, you know, we're the right fit to, to work together. Ah, so good. So talking about people feeling comfortable and we did talk a little bit about intimacy and there are images where you're completely fully clothed and they're intimate moments that like we're not getting there yet, but now we're going to go there <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. in, your, in your Instagram, there is, and in your work in general, there is a lot of nudity and I love it because it's beautiful. It's fun. It's like something that I have never seen before because it's not I don't think it's considered boudoir because I don't think that's <laughs> boudoir at all. It's just like fun couples literally skateboarding naked. And yes. I love that. <laughs> it's so much fun. So again, how do we get like somebody contacts you and it's like, I want some a couple shoot and then it's like, we wanna get naked? Or I don't know. No, yeah. So for example, I had a shoot yesterday that I did. And the couple immediately told me, oh, I, I'm super awkward in front of the camera. I, I don't, you know, you're going to have to pose me left and right and all that stuff like that. We're awkward. That's usually like what a lot of people get in return. Like we're awkward. We're awkward. So you, you got to do your magic to work with us, you know? And so again, for me, I have to start asking the questions and breaking down those, those walls and the barriers and seeing, okay, what about you? Do you feel awkward about? Is it, is it your smile? Because everyone has insecurities. And for me, in when I capture those moments, especially when couples are completely like naked and you know, they're always I mean, for me, like I always have respect for my couples. So if they're insecure about something, I'm always aware of that. I ask them that off the bat because I want to make sure that um I'm understanding where they're coming from. And so if a couple inquires and they're like, Okay, I want to, you know, skateboard at the end kind of thing, like that skateboarding like photo that you're talking about. They didn't want to like do, do that to begin with. Um, they had an idea of like wanting to do that, but they were shy and they were like uncomfortable a little bit. So we started off the shoot just, you know, naturally clothed and like hanging out, having a good time, uh, shooting, us uh, drinking beers together, having the blast and all that stuff. And then it kind of like transitions into, okay, like here we are, the final like moment of the shoot. Do you guys want to do it or not? And then that's when they're like, yeah, like we're comfortable, let's do it. And so they're like, okay. And so, and then we got there. And so that's generally kind of like the step in the process of how it goes. So like most of my couples, most of my couples kind of have the idea of like, okay, maybe at some point we may like possibly get naked. So we have to prepare for it kind of thing. And it's not that I force that on them. That's never the case. It's always like, we want that, but we're not sure how it's going to go, you know? So we'll just prepare for it. And I was telling them for that to just prepare because if, you know, it's better to be prepared than just like, okay, I don't know what to do. Kind of thing, yes. you know? and for, for people that have never seen your work, I just want to make sure that you understand that these images, we're talking about nudity, they are like completely non-sexual. Like mm-hmm. literally we're talking about at a couple 
skateboarding naked. It's like, <laughs> not, like, of course, there are some others that are a little bit more steamy and, you know, things like that. But like, it's not always about sexuality or things like that. It's like just two beautiful bodies just doing something fun. Like you posted a picture, I think, today and they are like standing like overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge. And yeah. I think it's like sunrise and they're just like sitting there like, drinking champagne. And I think yeah. it's really, really cute. Thank so you, let thank me you. Ask you. I'm sure that now because you post a lot of that work, clients are somehow either expecting to get that experience or they are not, they know your work. They're like, okay, this could be possible part of our experience if we want to do it. But what was like that first client? Like, that, I'm, I'm so intrigued about that. that first couple was something that you suggested or the couple was like, dude, we have some ideas. Let's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So now when couples reach out to me and, you know, they see my work, they're obviously familiar with like, okay, at some point we may or may not do this kind of thing, depending on how we feel. And sometimes I do engagement sessions where like no clothes comes off because it's just engagement sessions. But at some point they're like, okay, at the end of the shop, we want to do this kind of thing, you know? That would be so a like, great announcement. <laughs> right? And that's what I always tell them, but I'm, I'm waiting for my cupboard. A lot of my couples send it to their grandmas and they get, like, scared. <laughs> but, I mean, I kind of a, a side note on that, a lot of parents and, you know, uncles and grandparents as well, too, they have Instagram now. And so now they're interested in seeing who their wedding photographer is. And so when I show up to their wedding, they literally tell me, oh, I've seen your Instagram. And immediately my hands start sweating. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Because I start thinking of like my parents, like what if I hired someone who like shot butts for a living and now they're here to shoot my wedding? Like what are my parents going to say, you know? And no, they immediately say like, that's some, some of the best work that I've ever seen. It's so beautiful. Like some of the parents are even telling me like, I want to do something like that. So I said, yeah, like, like you, you have my contact, like here you go kind of thing, you know? But but kind of backtracking to like the very first couple that we shot, it was, it, it's something that kind of really, really intrigued me to like move forward with shooting stuff like this. Um, it was a couple who they, they were wanting like just in-home shoots. Uh, at the time I was like just shooting lifestyle photos where they were all like indoors um, in their home, the comfort of their home and like shooting in like pajamas or, you know, crop tops and all that stuff like that, like pajamas stuff. And we were shooting for a little bit and at some point she was like, oh, like, I really want to get like intimate with him and kind of just like wrap my body on him against him, you know, almost like in the implied nude where like their chests are pressed together and stuff. And so I was like, okay, like yeah, that's totally fine. And so they went ahead and did that. They covered themselves and they went into that position and I just didn't know how to approach it. I felt uncomfortable. I was like, I don't know how to pose this couple like that. Like um, before it was just sometimes like he would take off his shirt and that was the only piece of clothing that would come off from the mm -hmm. shoe. And then uh, granted, like their toes would be showing, but that's, you know, natural. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then now I have two bodies where they're pressed together. Like, what else do I do? What, what do I do from there? Do I just like take the shot and then, okay, like we're done and that's it. You know, they, they want to experience having that moment photographed and documented. And so it was a challenge for me to to do that. So I guess in a sense, like that couple asked me to to do that. And so when I shot the photographs and then I delivered the gallery, that's where that's where it hit home for me. Because once I delivered the photographs to them, she is a wedding planner and then he is a truck driver. 
So during the week, he would be at work driving all the different estates. And then when he would come home for the weekend, she would be gone because she worked for a company doing all the wedding planning stuff. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're all taking that. And so they hardly had time to, to even connect and to even have communication with each other and even see each other. And so when I finally delivered the gallery to them, that's when I finally received this like really, really long message of them like expressing their feelings to me and telling me like how important it was, how important this shoot was for them to to really connect you know together ah, and like now that he, since he's a truck driver he has like an album in the, in his truck with him to, of all the photographs that i took of them she has them all on her phone so then when they're away they get a chance to see that and really reconnect and so that's where i knew that all couples express intimacy and emotions differently and so i, I want to explore that because not a lot of people will get the chance to see that and some people especially a lot of people nowadays with like Instagram and social media and stuff, they always want to show the perfect side of things. So I kind of want to go on the back end of things and, and capture the real moments that actually happen aside from uh, Instagram and all that. So good. What, <laughs> like you. how fortunate we are like to be able to produce things like this for couples that would last a lifetime, right? Like yeah. hopefully they get to grow all together and look back at these pictures and be like, look at us, we were so fun <laughs> and adventurous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. How fun. So talking about Instagram and grandpas being on Instagram <laughs> and you know, their coworkers maybe coming across your work. How do you handle privacy for your clients, especially for those steamy, you know, photos? I mean, so everything that I like to do is, is contract-based. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't shoot anything unless a contract is signed or whatnot. Listen um, to that, people! Contract! <laughs> yeah, that's like the number one thing. Like immediately after we build a connection together and everything is good, the next thing that I tell them, okay, like we're going to get down to the boring stuff. Because that stuff, it is boring. Like I don't, like, you know, you get a long piece of paper that you have to like start reading. Yeah. And then at the bottom, you have to sign and all that stuff like that if you're in agreement. But, and again, it's like to protect your own ass when it comes to things like that, because obviously I still have artistic rights to the images that I have. So granted, I'm able to post whatever it is that I want to post on my Instagram that's going to benefit my business. And obviously what I always tell all my couples is that I'm going to respect them no matter what, especially since we're doing a session like this. You know, I would never do anything to, you know, hurt them in any way. Um, I've I've shot some couples who are pretty high into like their their careers. Uh, for example, I've I've shot the elopement of the New York Jets owner out in in Utah, and so um, a lot of that stuff was contract based. Um, on top of like, you know, I got them to do weird stuff and you know get all crazy and funky is what I call it. Um, and he was super nice and super sweet, and so was she. Um, but a lot of it had to do with him being private and secret of, of his like, you know, elopement and all that stuff that, that went down. And so obviously I had to respect that. And so when, when it comes to delivering images, everything is, um, password protected. So that way they create their own password. So they only have access to the images so that way no one else can, can access them and whatnot. And so yeah, that's and how, that, that's when it comes to that stuff. And you're completely okay if a client says, listen, we want to hire you. We're going to sign the contract. However, we don't want our images anywhere online. Are you okay with things like that? Well, when it comes to stuff like that, that's where I, I start getting hesitant on things because I'm just like, okay. well, like this is how I promote like my work in order to get new stuff. And mm -hmm. I've, I've literally only had like one couple out of all the butts that I've shot to not be okay with me posting stuff. And you know, I, I'm not going to be rude to them. I was like, okay, because mm -hmm. I, I posted the image 
and I totally just kind of like I, was, I posted it and then you know obviously I received messages from them and told me hey like if you don't mind posting it down because we have a bunch of family that follows you I was like well okay like you know I'll, I'll do it <laughs> but that was like the one and only time and that was at the very beginning of it where I was barely introducing that into my contract but now that it's in my contract it's like all right, like this is it, you know. This is it. And, it's part of the deal. And, and then for me, like like you mentioned before, like the bodies are such a beautiful thing, you know. Why not embrace them while we're young, so that later on in life, when we actually get to look back at these images, like we were skateboarding naked in the skate park, or you know, we were doing all this crazy stuff by the Golden Gate Bridge, you know. And a lot of my couples now, like they always tell me that, or they send me photos of their of their butt photos in their bathrooms, because <laughs> that's that's where they they want to put them at, you know. Or they put them in their bedroom, like somewhere blown up. And so that, that that means a lot to me because a lot of these photos, they don't actually get printed or they get printed and they get put away. Like I've had some couples tell me that, like, what am I going to do with all these like steamy photos? Like they're too steamy for anyone to see. Like what if we have kids and they come across this? What are we going to do with them? Um, they've even said like, oh, we're going to open up safety deposit box at the bank. Oh, no. So they, so they can like put the book in there and then whenever they want to, I don't know, have their moment that's when they get a chance to, you know, go to the bank and get their, get their album. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I think they were messing around, but you know, to me, like I want my work to, to be shown and, you know, for them to, you know, embrace it and to show it to whoever they want to show well, it to, you know, that, that I saw on your Instagram, uh, again, for people that have never seen your work, it's just, butts. like, I, I didn't see any <laughs> front, like, like front. No, <laughs> I never photographed that. <laughs> no. I, I always tell them like those never photograph well, so we don't even we don't even discuss that. Like, <laughs> yeah, just hide those from me. I don't want to see that. <laughs> oh, funny, awesome. That okay. That's I like that. I like that you have. I mean, there is so many nuggets of wisdom in here for people that are listening to this. And again, so important for you to say like, yes, you're having a lot of fun, but we're legal this is this is a business like we have a contract <laughs> yeah. and this is how we're gonna do things in here because i see a lot of people especially now on facebook groups like i come across people that are, they're like oh i find out my you know my ideal clients they love it but they don't want to sign my contract so i just i'm just gonna go with it because they're so like they're exactly what i want i'm like no red flag mm -hmm. and yeah. we have here uh in the comments we have sunju who i love and she always says like it has more red flags than China. Don't do it. Oh. <laughs> it cracks me up when she says oh, that. That's so, hilarious. It is, it, I love it. So and shout out to Sanju also because you yeah. know, we love that. So yeah, you uh, again, you started this two years ago. Like I, I'm mind blown by this. Like I can't believe this. And you have a huge uh, following on Instagram. People get really, really active in your photos. Like you post a photo and not only they get likes because that's kind of like a vanity metric for me, but you get like, these beautiful conversations happening in the comments, which I think it's beautiful because that's, in my mind, that's how you're truly building a community of people that support you, that like your work and all that good stuff. So how did you, because again, this is a marketing podcast. So how did you get, like, how did you grow your Instagram community? Is this giving you just vanity metrics or is this the way you get clients also? So uh, about like, so like recently now, like about 90% of my couples come from Instagram, whether it being, yeah, whether it being weddings, um, the steamy photos, elopements, destination weddings and all that stuff. It's 90% of that is from Instagram. And to me, when I saw like that number, when I started kind of putting together and seeing, okay, where are all my leads coming from? And I noticed that everything comes from Instagram. 
I was like, I got really scared. I was like, crap, because let's say if I wake up tomorrow or even today after we get off, you know, the call, I go onto Instagram and it's gone. Like there's no, like it doesn't exist anymore. Thousands of businesses are just going to go crazy because that's their form of income. And so 5% of the rest of, you know, where the, you know, comes from word of mouth and then also from my, from my website. And so, yeah, like I, like I, like you mentioned, like I want to start like, conversations with my audience because I know a lot of my following is either potential clients or even photographers who are soon to get going to be married and all that stuff. So I want to kind of create a, a broad conversation with not just only, you know, wedding photographers, but with, you know, people that can relate to the message that I'm trying to say to them. Because a lot of the times when I was first starting now, and again, that was kind of like hurting who I was trying to be in the industry and kind of, you know, have my own voice in it and be unique from people was I would always just comment like, oh, like beautiful couple, ha ha ha. Or like, you know, I would put like, you know, just pointless captions where like people would kind of just bypass that. But the moment that you put a real story and just a real conversation, you open it up to that. That's where it, it gets it gets crazy, and I've I've oh, seen so the, the I've seen the comments just kind of go go, and it makes me happy when people say even if it's just one person that it resonates with, like that already has made my day because I'll literally spend you know thirty minutes just trying to come up with my caption of what am I going to say today or what am I feeling today that I want to say, you know like I don't okay. necessarily I I used to post a lot like every day I would post and that was my thing. And I thought I had to post to kind of keep up with other people. And that wasn't the case for me. Now I only post when I have something to say, when I have something to say, I want to make sure it's good and beneficial to my audience. Since I do have such a large following, I want to make sure that when they come to my page, they're getting the value out of it, not just coming to see, you know, butts or just, you know, an image, you know, I want them to look forward to seeing my next post. And I do get a lot of, a lot of comments and, and DMs from people saying that I absolutely love, you know, when you post because it, it makes my day or I totally needed this today. And, and that makes me feel really, really good. It makes me want to continue, you know, expanding that portion of like the story and caption storytelling of that aspect of it. I love that. I love that you are not, as you said, not only posting a photo with like, hmm, a quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, whatever. Like Sunday, Sunday fun day, you know? I yeah. mean, it, and it's fine. It, there's nothing wrong with that because yeah, I like that on Sunday, <laughs> you know? But again, like, you know, the, people I think people are scared to to express themselves and it's sad because they're always scared of backlash and for me yeah for me like my wife even tells me like you just don't care I don't give a fuck like that's that's my mentality that I have you know obviously I care about the people in my life and all that stuff but when it comes to like my business it's my business so I'm going to structure it the way that I want to it I want to do it and the way that it's going to help me with my couples and that's the work that I want to do with it. You know, I have, I don't have to listen to what other people are saying. I can take little like bits of it, but that's it. You know, I can, you know, just change it up a little bit and whatnot. But, you know, I, I feel like people are really scared to talk about what they really want to say. And that's where it, I feel like it, it generally hurts them as creatives and artists and also in their business because they're trying to follow the trend of what other people are doing. And they, they just keep getting left behind because these people who are storytelling or they're doing their thing that they are like meant to do and what they're wanting to do. The other people are kind of like on the bandwagon. They're still falling behind because they're not going in their own direction to create their own stories and what they want to do and what they want to say. 
I'm mind blown over here. Like, this is so good. And a little bit of like a backstory. Um, I've been watching your, your work for a while. And then recently, maybe like two weeks ago, you posted this beautiful picture of like this uh, mixed couple. And the caption just like, I sat there and like, I read it several times. And I was like, wow, because we're talking about a couple that you had photographed before that had been turned down by other photographers because they were an interracial couple. I, I was both mind blown, hurt. I'm like, it's 2019. What are we doing? Like, I was crazy. And I had just had a conversation with Crystal Veronica, who's also on the chat. We talk about, we had a whole episode, a whole podcast episode about diversity and about, you know, what does it mean for your business, you know, to be inclusive? And those conversations, I'm sure that shake people make you think like what am I doing where is my business going what's going on and I think that's great that you're doing that and that you you're ballsy maybe we should all be ballsy like that and start <laughs> talking about things that really matter yeah no exactly and when it when it came to that couple like I, I literally received their inquiry on Thanksgiving morning when I was talking to them I was texting them and it really got me sad when she literally had to send me a photo of herself and be like, this, this is, this is us. I hope you're okay with us, you know, being us. And oh, I was wow. like, like, what are you talking about? Like, you, you don't have to show me who you are. Like for me, it's like, because they sent me a long message of saying how much they love my work. Um, I have photographed diverse couples in the past. And I, like I said, everyone wants to like shoot diverse, you know, couples, but you know, for me, like I, I never, I'm never out like seeking them, you know, okay. it's like whoever, whoever comes my way and whoever speaks highly of my work, I know that they're invested already into my work. So I know that I want to work with them no matter what they look like, what size, what shape, you know, I, I don't care about that stuff. You know, they can be gay. They can be straight, whatever. They can be in love with an animal. I don't care. Like <laughs> I'm going to photograph it and I'm going to be very, like, I'm going to make it beautiful, you know, because they absolutely, they care for my work. And when someone cares about my work, I know that they don't only just care about me being an artist, but they care about everything that I stand for behind that. Like I create because I want to put food in the mouths of the family that I'm supporting, you know, the roofs over their head and all that stuff like that. When someone supports that and supports my work for that, that I can get, you know, money to then provide for my family and for their future and all that stuff. That's when I know that I'm going to be equally as invested in that. So for them, like I didn't need that photo for them to send me and tell me, okay, this is us, you know, so that broke my heart. So immediately I told them, can you FaceTime? And then we immediately FaceTime on Thanksgiving morning, you know, like I'm that invested into my couples that no matter the day or the night or the day, all that stuff, I'm going to talk to them. And so I spoke with them and I absolutely loved their connection that they had together, the way that they were looking at each other when we were FaceTiming. And that's when I was like sold on it. I was like, yes, like we, we have to work together because you guys have something special here that I want. Oh, that's to awesome. Going, because there is a comment here that I want to pop here on the screen uh -huh. and I'm going to read it out loud. Maybe I'm going to mess it up. Sonju, sorry. I know, you know, I can read. So uh, <laughs> going back to your work and nudity and these couples, and this is something so important. And I love that Sonju mentioned it. And she says, I love his work because it's not smoothie. Is that the word? A smoothie? Am I saying that correctly? Smoothie. Yeah, smoothie. Work is uh, geared towards just the his work isn't just geared towards just the male gaze which is great I feel like you're not posing women like in a way that to please somebody else or like I think it's beautiful just the way yeah. you handle your work and yeah, thank you thank Sonia you. for making that comment because really important yeah. because again there is a lot of photographers out there that just the way they post people it seems very 
in a provocative way, but for like yeah. an audience, not for like the client. Right, right. And then for, for me, where that kind of like stems from for, for my work is I think my background when it comes to that, I mean, I have three sisters and I'm the only boy in my family. And now I have my wife and then my mother, my, my dad, like I was always kind of, I wasn't as close to my dad as I, you know, now I am with him. But at the time, you know, he was always working. And so I always had to be with my sisters and play with my sisters because that's the only, I had those are the only siblings that I have and whatnot. And so we're all close in age, about a year and a half apart. And so, you know, growing up with my sisters, that's where I, I really connected with, with them. And so I knew that there's, there was something special there that I wanted to now when I create, like, I look at everyone as my sister. And I always tell my, my wife too, like, oh, she reminds me of like, she's like, oh, who does it remind you of? And my sister's name Maria is like, oh, Maria. I was like, yeah, yeah, her. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, like I said, like, I, I think of everyone as like friends and family because that's who we are. You know, in the end, like, what, why can't we just all get along and, you know, love each other and create beautiful images, you know? And the guys, I feel like even with males and whatnot, like, there's there's some, there's a lot of insecurities with males. And for me, like, when I hear all these different stories from different couples that I capture, especially from the male's perspective, like, it just blows my mind. I'm just like, wow, like, I didn't know, like, with, like, guys being, like, all, like, jacked up with like the gym like they have a bunch of insecurities as well as as the females do you know and like, like myself i have a bunch of insecurities that i hate like my nose like oh my gosh but it is what it is you know god gave it to me and i can smell i can smell the roses so that's good and the, go. that's and, and the coffee and the coffee but like i said like a, a lot of people like they have a lot of insecurities so for me it's how can i shine light on that and, and bring it to the surface like for example like when i shot I shot a couple who she had just given birth to a baby, probably like, I, I think their baby was three, four months old. And she had to bring the baby to the shoot because they wanted a steamy session and they couldn't find a babysitter. I was like, just bring the baby, it's okay. Baby happened to be sleeping. And she woke up and she wanted to be fed. And so when I was photographing that, she was like, oh, like I told her, can I photograph you, you know, feeding your baby? That's such a beautiful thing because I've seen my wife do it. I've seen my sister do it. And it's, it's such a it's part of life. It, I, mean, yeah, you're yeah. Home, I guess it's, it's like seeing like what the female body can, can accomplish and do. It's mind blowing. I'm going like, to show that photo. I think this is the photo you're talking about people listening to the podcast. Sorry, you won't get to see this, but if you're live on this call, is this the, the photo you're talking yeah, about? That is so a couple, we have, yeah. We have a mom breastfeeding and then we have the dad on the back, like hugging her. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And so she, she actually expressed to me, she wanted to wear that set of like underwear because it, it's almost like a high rise is what I think mm -hmm. they call it. I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> Guys just have boxers or tidy whities whatever it is. Um, but she had like almost like high waisted because mm -hmm. she said that she experienced a lot of stretch marks on her thighs and on her hips because of the baby not so much on the stomach, but just more on the thighs. And to me, that was interesting. And she, and she wanted to hide it. And she's like, can you Photoshop it out? And a lot of couples will say, a lot of like people will say that. Can you Photoshop this? Oh, you can just Photoshop that out. But for me, I'm like, if you expect me to Photoshop something, like I'm not, I'm not the right photographer for you because I don't do that. I, photo, I Photoshop things to make things very, very pretty and stuff. But when it comes to like, getting all those like little like things like out. you're not gonna give somebody a, a gigantic booty if they don't have a booty. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah exactly and so for me that was something that was super special so i wanted to photograph that 
And to this day, like she still messages me and she tells me that she absolutely loves the photos and it makes her cry every time she looks at them. And to me, that's what I knew. She looks, she looks like she is looking straight at the camera and she looks like a badass. Like exactly. she's like, I'm here breastfeeding. I am a powerful woman right now and I and love that, it. Yeah, and that's exactly what I told her when I, I wanted her to look at the lens. Like you like the female body is is amazing. Then you are a badass and, and it's let's show that. Let's show that to people. And she's oh, like, okay. Good. Awesome. So, well, let's go back to a little bit of marketing because, again, this is a marketing yeah. podcast. You seem to be doing fantastic for yourself. So, what is one marketing tip that you can share with us that is going to help us with our business? Uh, one of the biggest things that I would say is the law of attraction and energy. I hmm. talked. I was talking a little I bit about it. energy before, and the reason why I say that is because whatever type of energy you put out into social media or into the world and what you say to people, um, you're going to get that tenfold back, you know? So if you put out, if you're putting out negative energy, you're always negative about life, about your post getting shit likes, shit comments and not engaging right and all that, like whatever that means now, um, you're just going to like, just keep going down, 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 you know, versus like, if you're just so positive about life and you're loving life and you're loving what you're doing and you're always finding different ways to inspire others and inspire yourself finding different mediums to work with and get creative, that's when you know that you're onto something there. Even if like you're failing at things, it's all part of the journey. And for me, I want people to embrace that because I've gone through so much failure that people don't necessarily see. But now that I'm actually like putting that into the surface of like my captions, like I absolutely love being able to kind of go behind the scenes of what people don't want to share because people again are scared of sharing that because they think that they have to share this like, oh, you know, I'm perfect to look at me or look at my, you know, my photos. They're all so perfect and why not? In which they are, they're very beautiful. But then like, what's the whole reasoning behind that? Why do you photograph couples? You know, what? no one, no one like goes into the business saying, or like grows up saying, I'm going to be a wedding photographer for a living. I've never heard out of all the wedding photographers and friends that I have, no one has ever said, I want to grow up to be a wedding photographer. It's something that kind of just falls in our path in life. And so it's a matter of working with that and what kind of energy you can put towards that to, to market yourself and to help oh, you so shine good. light on, on being unique to yourself. Blown away, blown away by this yeah. conversation. I like where this has gone. <laughs> yeah, good, I'm glad. glad. Love it. Now, you also have, because I mean, you're so great and you do all these things, you also have a mentorship program and a workshop. So tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so I started the mentoring aspect of things and even like the workshops around the same time. Um, And this was like very, very early on into my business. So I was about, I want to say like a year into my business when I finally started like offering mentor sessions and workshops. And I mainly brought that out because for me, like I saw massive success happening right away. I was like last year I shot 50 weddings. Thank God. I don't recommend it to anybody, but I shot Yeah, it was, it was insane. And like I said, I don't recommend it unless you, you're, you know, you're wanting to burn yourself out because I burned myself out a lot when it came to that. And so when I started like booking all these weddings, okay, I was onto something and I wanted to, you know, start doing something with like mentoring and helping others because after I got into the business, my wedding photographer who like I, I had who shot my wedding and all that stuff like that. Like after I shot my first wedding, like he kind of ghosted me. So he no longer became like a mentor of me. He helped me so much to get to like, you know, showing me all this stuff. But there was some 
holding back on that. And that's where it's I felt so much in the industry. Yeah. So and sad. I get it. And, and I mean, I appreciate him for shining light on like this career because if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be here right now. So I'm very thankful for that. But, mm-hmm. and obviously like I didn't pay him to, to teach me because I didn't know about like, okay, I can pay someone to show me the ropes, like the mentoring mm-hmm. stuff. I didn't know that. And, I, and hold on a second. another second opportunity here. You see, don't be like that photographer. You know, like you can make money help teaching somebody else. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And so right after that, like, I mean, obviously he got busy with his business and then I started kind of getting busy, busy and all that stuff like that. So we kind of, you know, drifted away and lost touch and whatnot. So it, it made me very sad at some point, but I was like, okay, like, you know, we, I understand it's, it's business. Like, um, yeah, I'm a competition at this point, you know? And so, that, I mean, that's kind of how like I looked at it and went up. I was like, okay, no hard feelings. Let's continue going. And so as I continued reaching out to other people to like, let me shoot with them and work with them, a lot of that stuff wasn't happening. I literally have like, to this day, I still have all the emails. I literally would, I drafted an email and I would make sure everything was good. and kind of sounded like it was myself and I would copy it and I would paste it and I would send it across the board of like a lot of photographers. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, a lot of photographers reached out to me and said, no, like I'm good. Like, you know, I don't need a second anymore. I have like my primary person and whatnot. And then other people were saying, I'll put you on my wait list. And I was like, okay, like sign me up. But it was just like, ah. And so it was frustrating because I was like, where can I like, you know, go with with this, you know? And so that's kind of like where the mentoring happened, where like I actually allow people to come on board with me to to see how I work day to day and how like how I structure a wedding, how I structure a steamy shoe and whatever it is that they want to learn. Because for me, I felt that rejection just continuously happening. And I felt like I was getting defeated in my business. Uh, so that's where like the mentoring kind of happened where I was like, okay, like I had to learn all this stuff by myself. A lot of YouTube, a lot of just practicing, a lot of late nights. And so I was like, okay, if I finally have all this knowledge that has helped me in my business. Now it's time to show that out. Because I mean, there's, everyone feels like they're in competition, like with people, like they hide locations or they don't want to share them with people in the area and all that stuff because they feel scared. They're like, oh, they're competition. Are they going to steal my spot? But I'm like, you probably find that spot from someone else. Or you like, you know, like what is it going to do to you? Like if, if you share it, you know, with someone yeah. and whatnot, you know? And so that's where like, I felt like a lot of, a lot of things were happening in that aspect of things. So for me, like, I was like, I want to, if anybody trusts me to like show them, what I've learned in the two years of shooting and creating and the business that I've created for myself. Like I want to pour all that stuff and energy into someone as well. I want to be able to bring that voice out. If you're trying to like create steamy photos, or if you're trying to go a different direction with your work, I want to make sure I shine light on that to make you the best artist that you can be. And it's the same thing with my, with my workshops as well too. Uh, when I announced my workshops, that was the whole mentality. Like my workshop, the name of it is funk you workshops. It's like, it's for all the people who like didn't believe in you. It's like saying like, fuck you to like everyone who didn't believe. And again, you're, you're never, or even like, fuck you to like, almost like yourself and your mind of like, no, like yeah, I can like- do this because there's a lot of like doubt and self doubt that people kind of go through and stuff. So it's like saying like, no, like, fuck you, I'm going to do this and I can do this, you know, and having the confidence. And so when I created the workshop environment, like for me, uh, I, I kept hearing a lot of people saying that there was either an all-girl workshop or a certain like religion type of like workshop that only like a certain religion can only sign up for that workshop. Yeah. Um, or there was like these massive workshops where there was like 20 plus people 
shooting over each other, bumping shoulders, or like there was cameras in your photos. And I was like, that's, it was crazy to me that like, I mean, no, I'm not trying to like call out, you know, these workshops that do it because yeah. I'm sure they, they have a good structure. But for me, I was like, I don't want that environment. For me, like it's, it's like 10 or less people, 15 max, if that's that, you know? And for me, like, I want to make sure like when, as soon as they come to my workshop, they're at home and they feel like home and that whatever it is that they want to explore, whether it's like night photography, they want to take the couple out to shoot, they can take them out at night and explore with them and do all this crazy okay. stuff with them. That's where like, I want to make sure that I shine light on that because I never want them to leave their workshop thinking like, man, like I wish I could have learned that. Or I wish like I would have found my voice at this workshop. And like, I mean, it. yeah. And so that, that's the, the whole environment that I like. I want to create a very family oriented um, environment for the workshops and the mentor sessions that I do. Like a lot of the creatives that, you know, can't come to the workshop. Like I still follow them on Instagram and we still keep in touch and we still talk. Like I, I always tell everyone who comes to my workshops, like it's not just like, okay, as soon as you're done here, like I'm no longer speaking to you or like another, none of the instructors are going to speak to you. Like, no, like we're going to keep this family thing going. And that's where uh, it's, that's it's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's been great. It's almost like you're carrying kind of like the same energy that you have for your shoots that you want to connect with people. You want to have this, you know, a little bit of like a level of intimacy with, you know, the attendees and, you know, to make sure that people get the best out of the experience. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. I, I even had, I mean, I have a workshop next week in Hawaii. It's a steamy workshop. So it's all tailored towards mm. just steamy stuff. So I'm sure you'll see that on your feed a lot of, a lot of pineapples. <laughs> pineapples and coconuts popping up on the feed and whatnot. Um, but I've actually, I, it's, it means so much to me that I've had one student who, this is, this would be her third time coming to a workshop of mine. Oh, and, nice. like, and, that, and that's where like the, the connection happens. Like the last workshop that I had in New Mexico, I had two people there who attended my last workshops as well too. And so it's nice to see like me seeing their growth as they like, you know, come to their workshops and I see them progress and get confident in themselves and all that stuff like that's beautiful, awesome. beautiful so experience. the next workshop is going to be in a week in Hawaii so yeah. if you're listening to this podcast we it's already missed what is yeah. going to be the next workshop do you have the that next, already or um, it's in the works now I'm, I'm thinking of probably a Palm Springs one uh, in the oh, late fall okay. so, so we'll see right. yeah <laughs> awesome so how do how can people uh stay connected with you so they find out about you know upcoming workshops and all that good stuff um, so you can either go on to my Instagram, um, it's Chewy Photo on there, it's C-H-U-Y, so for the people who don't know how to spell Chewy, because I know it's, it, some people spell it like chai, like chai tea latte kind of thing, but it's C-H-U-Y, uh, photo, and from my website is chewyphotos with an S dot com. I'm going to have a link to all this uh, once they, with the notes of the podcast. Uh, well, let's just, you know, to wrap this up, what is something that you are loving right now? Doesn't um, have to be photography related. Believe it or not, I absolutely love tattooing right now. So Ooh. that's, yeah. So I actually like, tattoo. Like, are you a tattoo artist? Yeah, I tattoo oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I started tattooing um, after the new year. So January 2nd, I started tattooing. And I've been in it like three months already. And I've been like, yeah, I, I've been tattooing and I absolutely love it. And I, I've always wanted to be a tattoo artist. So before photography and whatnot, when I was working at the bank and even before the bank, um, I would, I used to work for one of like the biggest tattoo artists, like known to, to the industry, which is his name is Nico Hurtado. I used to be a shop manager. So I would always see how he was working and how he was interacting with people and the amount of hours that he was spending with people on big projects that he was working on. 
So I was like, that's what I want to do. But then, you know, thankfully photography kind of came along and I had to sadly put tattooing kind of on the back burner because my parents didn't support tattooing. They're like, no, that's not good. No, my my parents are, are hardcore, you know, traditional Mexicans and my mom, she's very like, kind of like, okay, like you can do this. But my dad, he's like, no, like to this day, like he doesn't really like my tattoos and I'm like completely covered in them. Oh. But, but I mean, he like, now that he sees like me taking off with photography and it being, you know, good business, that's where I was like, okay, I want to explore tattooing again. And so that's where tattooing kind of, you know, was born again for me. And now it's, now it's part of my business. So now I offer it for my couples I tattoo my couples before the session or after what? the session yeah that- and so that's how that's how we continue the relationship with that is is leaving a very lasting impression on permanently on their skin and that's what I love there you go get get your photos get a tattoo you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> awesome. Ada here she says come to Europe is there a chance maybe in the future maybe yeah. a workshop yeah I'm actually going to Europe um I'll be in I'll be there in two weeks out and yeah i'll be in italy and then i'll be going to barcelona and then going to greece oh there you go awesome is that for vacation or work for work yeah i'm shooting a wedding out there so it's gonna be fun i can't wait oh well nice nice (laughs) well it was amazing having you in the podcast you share so much knowledge with all of us guys this is this is the time if you have any questions Put them in the comments right now because we're about to wrap this up. You have been extremely generous with your knowledge, with your time. And I am so happy we got to connect and so happy you, you know, said yes to this. And I can't wait to continue to see where your photography goes and, you know, where this goes. I'm super excited. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you. Apparently nobody has questions, but you can always, you know, leave them on the comments below and we'll get to them later on. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for... Uh, being a, a friend of the Talk Republic and for all of you that watch us live or are listening to this podcast, thank you so much for doing so and I'll catch you next week with another marketing tip or another guest. See you soon. Ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for the Tog Republic group on Facebook. Until next week.